Hello, everybody. I hope you're doing well. This is Marna Thal of ThinWithin.com. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about examining your eating habits with fresh eyes so you can kick butt with your body goals next year. I'm so excited to talk to you about this because oftentimes, when we ask the right questions, we get very, very different results. And so I want to go through these 11 questions that will really help you see what's worked and what hasn't worked this last year and help you look into next year with the right program, the right plan, know exactly what kind of weight loss program you want to try out or what you don't want to try out based on your answers. So let's jump right in. Ready for this? So reflecting on this past year, and thinking about what you're craving for your weight and your body. What is your desired end goal? Is there a certain weight you'd like to be? Is there a certain way in which you'd like to relate to food? Or is there something that you would like to do that you haven't achieved yet for your weight or your body? Maybe there's a certain size or an activity. Maybe you've always wanted to run a 5K and you haven't done that. Just what are some of your desired goals for your weight and your body? The next question that I have is, have you been taking full responsibility for your actions and your outcomes? If not, who have you been blaming? What's been going on? I see this happen so often that it's easy to get into this blame loop where we blame our genetics or you might blame your spouse for always wanting to eat at a time that you don't want to eat or to eat foods that you don't want to eat or kids. It's easy to go, you know what? My kids don't want to eat healthy, so I'm not going to eat healthy. Look at for a second, are you putting blame on any part of your, of how your body looks and is showing up right now? Because my hope is that you shift out of blame this year and you step into taking full responsibility with how your body looks and functions and is right now. Full responsibility. Because when we hang out and blame, we can't take powerful action to move forward. And that's what it takes to slim down. When we're in blame, we're not able to fully grow into the thin, the healthy, the vibrant person that we can become because we're blaming our results on somebody else or what's not working on somebody else. And until you take full responsibility, there's going to be struggle. So if you say, hey, listen, yeah, I've really been hanging out in a place of victimhood, or I've been really blaming my weight on an injury, or this or that or the other, stop. Start taking responsibility for your body and for the beautiful, powerful woman that you are, and knowing that you can make a difference this year. Number three, in the past year, in trying to lose weight, did you take action from a mental place of fear or a mental place of love and kindness? Now, I remember when I was much younger, I had a boyfriend who said to me, you've got big legs. 
And I was like, yeah, I know. It's the biggest part of my body. And he's like, I think it would be awesome if you could change that. So I lost weight because of him. I was coming from fear, fear that he would break up with me, fear that I was unlovable unless I had thinner legs, fear of being rejected, right? And anytime we lose weight from that fear space, we might be able to keep it off for a long time. But most of the time I see that doesn't happen because until you come from a place of love, until you say, I deserve this, gosh darn it, I get to be beautiful. I get to have a thinner body. I want that. I'm excited for that. When you go from fear to more of a loving, kind place inside of yourself and get motivated from that place and want to lose weight from that place, nobody can take it away. You don't have to be fearful anymore. You don't have to lose weight from that place of fear, but rather from a place of power. So think about that. Are you, have you been losing weight because you're fearful of something happening or you're worried about losing somebody? Is it from a place of lack or is it from a place of love, kindness, and abundance? My next question for you is, what happened over this past year with your weight in your body? This is a really important question. Obviously, I'm going through this podcast and I'm going to read off some of these really important questions that I thought would really help you not just on the surface look at your weight and your body, but going underneath and really observing and really getting into the juicy parts of what's been going on. And I want you to really think about what has happened over the last year for your weight and your body? Have you tried going on different programs? Did they work? Did they not work? Have you been isolating more? Is your body really gaining much more weight? Just just lay it out without a lot of emotion behind it. What's been going on? If you could play this year on a movie screen and you just looked at it and you wrote it down, write down what's been going on? What's been happening over this past year with your weight and your body? Number five, if you tried losing weight this year, what worked and what didn't work for you? Did you try something and you could only do it for a little bit of time or maybe you didn't have the energy to do it or maybe you didn't want to even focus on any weight or body stuff so you didn't want to do anything. But just kind of look at what over this last year, what worked and what didn't work because it will get really good at looking at, oh, this didn't work. Keto didn't work. Intermittent fasting didn't work. Juicing didn't work. Um, whatever, whatever didn't work, right? But we don't often look at what does work. Did it work to change my thoughts? Did it work for me to feel better in my skin by doing such and such? Did visualization work? Did hypnotherapy work? Did, you know, that's what I would have you look at in my world. What what What's working in our world? We do a lot of, I do hypnotherapy and visualization and and body-centered therapy, and segment ritual intending. We do a lot of fun, cool things in the work that I do. And I, I definitely want those of you who are part of my tribe, I want you really looking at what 
did work and what didn't work. And if you're not part of my tribe yet, then it's important to look at the entire year. And I want you to look at what did you try? And did it work or didn't it work? And what parts did work? Because I know there's probably something, one little tweak, one little thing you did that did work. Okay? Number six, have you healed the root cause of what's been adding weight to your body? When I discovered that I was an emotional eater, after I learned from the naturally thin, I spent years learning from the naturally thin, right? Um, And very quickly after I started copying what they were doing, I started losing weight. But then I realized, whoa, I'm an emotional eater. They are not. (laughs) And I turned to food for reasons because I'm a happy eater and because I want to numb out. Those are my two main reasons that I turn to food. I'm happy. I want to celebrate. I want to have fun with you. Let's go. Let's eat, right? I'm a fun eater. I'm a fun person that way, as well as the fact that I want to stuff down. I have feelings that when they don't feel good to me, because I like to be fun, because I like to be happy, because I have that energy that I like to keep, if it's not, if I'm not happy, I want to stuff. I don't want to feel that feeling. And so I would use food to stuff those negative feelings down. So I had to get to the root cause of that and how it was adding weight to my body. So I want you to look at, I want you to ask yourself, you know, have you healed the root cause of what's been adding weight to your body? Because if you think about, gosh, you know, you've got these habits or these patterns with emotions or with your weight, and we need to look at, do you, have you gotten to the crux of it? Do you know what's happening so that you can change it, so that you can make shifts towards it? Do you have a way to address it? Just like I needed a way to address the happy eater inside of me. When I get so happy, I need to watch and have, I had to have tools and thought patterns and ways of thinking when I'm out and about and having fun that keep me from overeating. Just like I need to, I have tools and strategies and ways of dealing with my feelings when I want to stuff and just turn to carbs or turn to food to just stuff my feelings down and not feel. I do address those things. So have you addressed the root cause of what's adding weight to your body? If you're an emotional eater, this would definitely be a question that I would spend time on. Next, number seven. As you think about your body results this year, did, if you tried a program or maybe you tried a few, Did the program work for you physically, mentally, and emotionally? I've mentioned this before that the diet industry does a really good job focusing on our physical bodies, but leaves out our emotional and mental parts of ourselves. We are not robots. And so it's oftentimes really, really You know, it's like if I could just do and follow any diet out there, you'd lose weight, right? You could just lose weight so easily. But because I know myself, I knew that I wasn't somebody who could just be a robot and just eat celery and salads all the time and not have sugar and not have carbs. Like I just needed, I needed choice. I needed options. I needed because I'm a fun eater and because I'm a Leo, I'm a fiery 
personality and I like to have choice and options and be in charge. And so I needed a program and a way of eating that worked for me, for my physical body, for my mental body to have that freedom and choice and option. And emotionally, I needed a program that you know, I, I needed tools in a way in which I had to deal with my emotional needs and not use food in, in connection with them. So when you think about what you've done to lose weight, most people come to me and they're like, I've really worked on the physical part, but I know that I've got the mental and emotional part that still need love and support and connection and work and strategies to help me lose weight and feel better in my body. That was number seven. Number eight, as you think about your weight loss efforts over this past year, was your plan something that you actually could do until you're 90 years old or more? How many plans do have you gone on that are totally ridiculously unattainable, un? You just cannot keep them up. Think about like Metafast. You guys remember Metafast? Wasn't that what what Oprah lost all that weight with? Metafast, like she was drinking 500 calories. Or I know some of you have come to me and you've have um, you've done or you've had shots, right? And nobody can keep this up. Nobody. I remember I went to a chiropractor once and I said, I was talking about something. She's like, oh, we can do these shots if you want to, you know, and I was like, no, I don't want to do shots. I don't want to do anything that I don't want, that I can't do until I'm, you know, I want something that's doable, that I actually want to do, that I actually enjoy the process and that I can live doing. Because if your weight loss plan is not doable, you can't do it forever. If it's too depriving in nature, if it's too mentally exhausting, if it's making you think about food constantly, that is not the way to live. The naturally thin do not live like that. They do not deprive themselves like that. They live in harmony with food. And that is precisely the type of plan I knew I needed to be on is a plan where I lived in harmony with food and I dealt with my emotions in an emotional way and my physical body in a, in a physical way. So it's really, really important. If you're thinking about a program for this next year or you've done something this last year, please, please, please do a plan that you can do and enjoy doing until you're 90 some years old. Please, it doesn't make any sense to do a program that, see, if we come from a fear state, like I was saying before, we're like, oh my God, I just feel so bad. I, I just gained five pounds. Oh my gosh, my weight's gonna keep creeping up if I don't do something now. So I'm gonna start depriving myself. I'm gonna start, um, fasting, I'm going to start something or other, right? And if it's not well thought out, and if it's not in an alignment with who you are, you are going to just keep being in this cycle of disappointing yourself. So please, the, the way you lose weight has to be a way that you could maintain forever. And I, I hear this a lot, like people come to me, 
the first couple of weeks they've been on keto, let's say, or I'm just talking to friends because keto is so big right now and we're intermittent fasting and they'll be like, I can do this. I can do this. And then they come to me and I'm like, are you sure? Just be careful because if it's not something you can maintain, oh, I love steak. I love cheese. I love a keto diet. This is amazing. And then when I talk to them 30 days later, they're like, I'm so sick of cheese. I'm so sick of steak. I'm going, my hair's falling out. I'm feeling really lethargic. No, that is not what you should be doing. And so then they stop. And then they're just frustrated because they want to then eat all those foods that they didn't allow themselves. They go eating them like crazy, gain even more weight. I've been there. I know you've been there. So please make sure that you're actually enjoying the process and you're doing a plan that you could do until you're 90 years old. All right. That's my soapbox for y'all. Um, question number nine. If you didn't reach your goal weight this year, what do you believe has been getting in the way of you reaching your goal weight? What has been getting in the way? I love this question. When I work with my clients, I love addressing these questions. This just pumps me up so much because this is the core of weight loss. This is the core of seeing long-term results. This is at the core. This is the heart that I just think is so awesome to focus on as a coach and um, to look at what is getting in your way? I had a woman, and I shared this the other day when I did my Facebook Live, um, and you can see that. If anybody wants to see me and you want to go through these questions by seeing me, you just go to Thin Within Results on Facebook, Thin Within Results, and you'll be able to see it. But I, I worked with this woman who shared with me that she's so incredibly lonely, so lonely, her her son is grad you know is is out of the house now her parents have passed and she used to take care of them and she's just home alone and she works and she comes home and she eats and she's eating because she's so lonely and feels she's she misses feeling being needed and i said there you go there's your answer for losing weight let's address your loneliness. Let's address that need for feeling connection, for feeling important, feeling powerful. Once we do that, she will lose weight because we've addressed the core of why she's turning to food. And when I give her the plan of how to eat or not eat or address food and not address food, I never talk about actually what to eat. I talk about your relationship with food. And so she's going to join me on the 30-day blaster challenge that starts January 6th. She's going to join me. And I'm going to help her because I'm, and I'm so excited to help her change her relationship to loneliness, change her relationship to feeling needed, give her some foundational pieces around how to eat, and then fill up her life with what she actually needs, which is not food late at night. She's not needing food. She's not hungry for that food. She's needing connection. So if you think about your life and you think about, you know, what's been getting in the way of reaching your goal weight, typically, 
It's, you could say, yes, I've been overeating. Yes, I've been engaged in night eating. Yes, I don't know when to stop eating. I'm not reading the right foods. Um, I have some added inflammation. I'm going through hormonal changes. All of these are really important and we can address all of those. But at the core, usually underneath those reasons is the why. Why are you using food in various ways? right? That's a very important piece of this puzzle. And that's why I talk about a program's got to be able to focus you emotionally, physically, and mentally. It's got to look at those three aspects of you because you are a whole being that needs that support, that needs that focus. Okay, question number 10. Okay, so once you've identified what's been getting in the way, then what I want you to do as you think about this next year, it's it's crucial that you have a plan for addressing your, those challenges. If it's overeating, do you have a plan for that? If it's binge eating, do you have a plan for that? Is it that you're triggered at work? Do you have a plan for that? Is it that you're not getting enough sleep and so you're reactively eating? Do you have a plan for that? Like that's what that question means. Number 10, do you have a plan for addressing what is getting in your way and keeping you from losing weight? So important and so cool because when you actually really do that, you see that, oh, wow, this isn't just about food. It's a lot deeper than that. So take your time with that. Look at what strategies has helped you, what you have um, in place that you could use. And then of course, feel free to look at my podcast, go to my website, go to look through um, my blog posts, go to YouTube, whatever you need to do, or join me um, for the 30 day challenge and I can help you. Question number 11. This is the last question. Do you need a coach or support network to help you slim down? Really think about this. Now, I like to look at it like this. I like to look at my results. So looking at your results, did you do most of this on your own and you're feeling pretty good and you're like, you know what? I got this. I got this. I don't need any help. And if that's you, awesome. Keep going. And if you said, you know what? I see that when I had a coach or I had a group and I had a support community, that's when I actually did better. Then that's not surprising. So I want you to think about and consider having a group or a coach like me or somebody you trust and you like and you enjoy and that you feel could really help you get results to hold you accountable because here's what coaches do. There's a lot of power in just sharing yourself. So that's one. One is getting off your chest what's going on for you. The second thing a coach can do is see blind spots. I see blind spots every single day. and People go, oh my God, how did you see that? How did you do this? I'm like, I've done this for 25 years almost. I, This is what I do. Um, we see blind spots where you just can't see. And other people, when I'm talking to them, I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. You saw my blind spot. That's the power of being in a coaching relationship. The third thing a coach can do is could provide accountability for you. And if you're finding that you need some accountability, some support to hold yourself to your word, and often in the area where we struggle, that's exactly what we need. Because 
if you struggled, <laughs> then sometimes your word in that area, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and then you don't do it. That's specifically the area where we need more accountability until we learn to trust ourselves, until we feel like I got this, I know this, I trust myself, I have the tools, and I know that I can hold myself accountable. I don't need I don't need someone else to do that anymore. And some people need that always, which is why they're 12 step programs, they need it daily to have that accountability and that check in point. The last thing that a coach can do is give you tools, give you direction, give you a process to help you navigate this whole world of weight loss because it's complex. It's not as simple as calories in, calories out. Somebody who's done this work for a long time knows that and is well versed in various modalities and can figure things out pretty quickly as to where you need to focus your time and your energy. So that's what I would say, you know, look to, I think coaching is incredible. I love having coaches. I love having support myself because I am definitely a student. Um, and, um, and so I would look at, do you have community? Do you have a coach? Now, if you want a very simple way for me to help support you coming up in January, I'm going to do a 30-day challenge. I loved the seven-day challenge so much. In fact, I just heard from two people when I just asked that group. I was like, how are you doing? It's been a month. How are you guys doing um, in the seven-day challenge? One person told me they lost eight pounds. Another person said they lost five pounds. Um, that was seven-day challenge. This work last. And I know it's going to be so much fun. We start January 6th. And what, and here's the thing, the investment's $57, guys, that is it. That's it. If you get like two things that help you to drop five to 10 pounds, I mean, come on, it's totally worth it. But here's how it's going to work. Starting January 6th, I'm going to give you an email every single day. We're going to have access to me via question and answer, a Facebook group, and a lot of live connection and me holding you accountable to move you into 2020 in a powerful, focused fashion where we're not focused on dieting. We're looking at your well-being, both physically, emotionally, and spiritually. We're looking at all of you to move you toward your goal. And if I, what we know in brain science is that a confused mind does nothing, which is why I've set this up to give you daily tools, daily email with a, with a set of instructions, one thing you can do to start working on, and then they build, they build, they build, they build. And that's how we'll go through 30 days moving you to lose weight, feel better, we won't be talking about food in terms of what to eat, but we will be talking about food in terms of your relationship with it. You will be able to get onto Facebook Lives and onto um, teleseminars where I'm going to answer your questions and help support you for 30 days. And I would love that opportunity to do that. I loved the seven-day challenge so much personally. I thought it was so fun to be in connection with so many of you um, that I was like, you know what? Let's do it for 30 days. Let's start January doing it for 30 days. So I hope you'll join me. I'll put the link underneath this, um, this podcast. Join me. Would you please also share this? 
if you know somebody who think, you know, doesn't have hundreds and hundreds of dollars to spend on coaching or thousands to spend on coaching with me, if they're like, you know what, if you know that they've got $57, awesome. There is a VIP option for 10 of you who want to be doing Marco Polo with me and being on your phone and us me holding you accountable really, really, really tightly for 30 days. If you're like, I really need that, then that would be your VIP option for 10 of you. But really, it is so, so, so reasonable of an investment and you will get results. If you put your head down, work with me and really do some of this inner work, you are going to be really, really excited that you did this with me and you'll have a whole community of people that you get to connect with as well. So consider that as an option. At any point of this training, that I did, please, you know, stop it. If you didn't finish answering some of these questions, stop it, go back, answer these questions so that you can really reflect on this last year. These 11 questions go really deep and I want you to get to the soul of what's going on with you so that you can make 2020 your best year yet. All right, everybody, sending you lots of loves, lots of love, rather, (laughs) not loves, I'm giving you loves. And I can't wait to talk to you next week where I helped you live thin within. All right, everybody. Bye.